Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, Identity-Based Micro-Segmentation, Part 2 of my interview with Elicity. What's the new approach here? Because, and, and Dan, you and I have talked actually um, quite a bit about the impacts of network security on OT networks. Sure. Um, but before we go down that rat hole, let's let's help people understand what other options do I have? And this is where I was impressed with your guys' approach, which which you guys called identity network security, right? Or identity-based identity micro-segmentation, least privileged access architectures. Yeah. Ident- That's a big word. You guys got to shrink that down. <laughs> I like what's, saying it. What's the acronym for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah we haven't thought of an acronym. We should get one. Yeah. yeah. yeah you you got to have a good acronym for that one. Identity-based. IBMS. Identity-based. IBMS and... I, IBMS. Lateral, lateral security, yeah. Something like LPA, yeah. least privilege access. Well, it was cool when you guys explained it to me. So let's start at the basics because, hey, this is pretty deep yeah. stuff, right? So what's your what's your biggest dif- differentiator? What's your different approach um, to network security? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about, well, it's a couple of things, right? There, there's, there's how it's delivered, how it's distributed around across the network and how this can be done efficiently, effectively, and provide rapid time to value. That's what we've been focused on. It's making this as simple but effective as possible and intuitive so that really anybody in any segment of the, of the, of the environment or in segment of the industry can leverage this technology. So whether you're in the OT space, you're in the IoT space, the medical space with the IOMT devices, it doesn't matter to, to us. These are all just important assets to the organization we need to secure. Uh, but I think, We've been talking a lot about micro segmentation. We keep using this term, so maybe we should talk about what really what that means to to Elicity, and then that will help frame uh, how we've how we've approached the the problem. So, what is micro segmentation from your guys's perspective? Because I think I know what it means, but you guys blew that away with you know VLANs and and firewalls. It's too complex to set up. So. What do you guys mean by micro-segmentation? Yeah, that's a great question because micro-segmentation uh, can mean a, a lot of different things to, to different people, the same way that word zero trust can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. But, I mean, micro-segmentation, for example, in the data center might mean the ability to separate uh, layers of applications or workloads from each other. And it's something completely different in the OT space and something different in the IoT space. Uh, but um, micro-segmentation to Elicity is the capability to completely isolate any type of user device or application, no matter what type of network it's on, where it's placed in the network, whether it's managed or unmanaged. To, to us, it's the complete flexibility to isolate one asset from another without restrictions imposed by network architecture or network constructs like VLANs or VRFs, which are super rigid uh, uh, things that, are, that, that we get stuck on. Um, so then, the question that you're probably going to ask next, well, next is how does Elicity set it up? How, how do we handle it, right? And that's a big part of the challenge that we've been solving for. Uh, historically, micro-segmentation, no matter what platform you were trying to deploy it on or configure it on, required a lot of networking knowledge, tons of planning, most of the time 
yeah, hardware yeah. replacement or on-prem appliance instantiation. And, and this is stalling the time to value for customers. Like they need a solution now, not six months from now when you get it up and running. Uh, it, it, it Usually, it takes months to years to get any value out of the traditional or a lot of the, the solutions that are out there that, that, that are being advertised to pro provide this functionality. And that doesn't fly. Um, Elysee's found great success by shifting to a cloud native and cloud delivered micro segmentation platform. Um, and you've probably heard this before, right? SDN solutions like, like Meraki. Yeah. Yeah. SDN yeah. Like, solutions. like Meraki or yeah. Viptela. I'm originally from Viptela. Dan worked with Viptela and Cisco SD-WAN for a long time. We understand how powerful this cloud delivered software defined networking solution is for the, anything for, for security. In this case, it just scales really well. It's easy to manage distributed dynamically. Um, and so our, our entire control management and policy plane is fully cloud delivered. And the Elicity component that ties to your on-prem network is 100% software and it's a lightweight software. So we've made this incredibly easy to deploy and configure. There's nothing you have to really change on-prem. It, it rides on top of your existing infrastructure. There's no hardware to change to replace and it makes it easy to, to get up and running and you can write your policy and apply it within a week. So th this sounds a lot to me because I work in the container ecosystem quite a bit. So, and I already know the answer, but I know my 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 listeners are going to think, "Oh, you guys created something like Calico, an overlay network." Kind of, but it's kind not of. that. Go Similar, ahead, Dan. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I was I was going to in the sense of we we delivered in sense it's a you call it a microservice um, and and to, to to tap onto it since we're going to talk a little OT today is everything Dana just described is also on prem is that we started in the cloud uh, but knowing that you know a lot of listeners going to be in the OT area everything we actually had a few customers that said hey we love what you're doing but we need that behind L three point five we need that behind the DMZ. We need to be able to cut off all access, and we, we've delivered that to uh, as well. And so everything uh, Dana mentioned is completely accurate. Uh, in addition to the fact, on-prem or cloud, we we can both have both offerings. Yeah, good point. Uh, but from a from a function perspective, yeah, containerization is there. Uh, you could uh, the easiest representation is a microservice in the sense of horizontally scalable. So you start small, you add ten thousand things to the net, the network, and we just scale with you. And whether that be on-prem or in the cloud. Yeah. But but uh, the difference between what you guys do and what I've seen with overlay yeah. networks, overlay networks are still dealing That's with the right. data plane. Yeah. You're Yeah. You guys don't. You guys only deal and with the, the control. And I like to say the policy plane as well. I love that you brought this up because it's a massive differentiator and something we're really proud about that we're we're able to apply the same level of granularity when it comes to network security without touching a single one of your packets. We, we're, we're injected in the network in that we can see the metadata of identity of all the flows in the network. And then that information is sent up to our cloud engine, which can then figure out what policy needs to be applied and push it, push that policy down to the edge of your network without actually touching your packet. We use your existing infrastructure, whether that's Catalyst 9000 series switches or Catalyst 3850 series switches and another host of vendors that we're bringing to the market now that we're going to support, we're using that native functionality uh, on that switch. So we don't have to inject our software in, 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 in line.
So th to me, because you're at the control plane and you're not dealing, so you're basically telling dynamically the network what to do based off of the identities that you find on the network. When people have registered on this device or on this application running on this device, and I can specify who else I can talk to all based off of attributes of and that, identity. That's Is that absolutely correct? correct. Yeah. Bef and before we talk about the identity piece of this, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to simplifying and obfuscating complexity for the end user, because we, our, our number one goal is rapid time to value. So it's not just about the deployment of the solution. Yeah, we've made it so simple that you can deploy this and get it running within a week to two weeks, but it's the ongoing management and operations of this platform that you also need to be concerned about. So by abstracting and obfuscating the complexity, day two. So day two. By, by obfuscating, yeah. abstracting the complexity and keeping it intuitive from the perspective of the end user uh, and, and, and making this distribution of policy completely automated across your entire network, there's little friction here long-term. It's super simple to manage long-term as well. Yeah, to, to tack onto that, if I'm... If I'm a plan operator, if I'm a, if I'm an X operator, I'm doing something, and I'm maybe I have a little bit of network background because I need it to be uh, useful, but I'm not a I'm not an IE. I'm, I might not even be an NA, you know, from that perspective. We we've built this solution so that you can look at our policy engine and say, hey, this needs to talk to that, and you can interpret and completely understand what's happening. You don't need to know what VLANs are, VERFs. I could flip your original question and say, what aren't we? Yeah. We're not a, a, a switch management tool in the sense of we're not trying to deploy VLANs. We're not trying to deploy VERFs and, and port configuration because nothing we do has anything to do with any of that. We don't care what port you're coming in or leaving. We don't care what VLAN you're on or what VERF or what the routing looks like. It's completely abstracted away from us. And that and the abstracted word is a dangerous word a lot of the time, but uh, with our solution – it's completely indifferent. Uh, you could have a, one good example. You, you could put everybody in a slash eight and we're gonna work perfectly fine. Yep. You could put everybody into their own individual VLAN and everybody gets a verf uh, and you have a really big BGP config there. Um, and that would work perfectly fine as well because of how we, we work with the control plane. It's topology independent. Yeah, it's so topology in, independent. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty key. impressive. That's key because now it makes us a universal solution for any industry, any customer without any friction. They don't have to go and redesign their network, add new VLANs, re-IP, none of that. We'll just layer right on top. Okay, so let's talk some practicality so my, so my listeners can understand because we're going to get really geeky here. We already started getting geeky. Slash eight slash. Come on, Dan. You're you're a CNA. I I could tell you're a network engineer, a certified network. You know, I know what that means only because I had beat over my head by one of our uh, internal uh, network engineers. But practically speaking, what you guys are saying is, I can say I've got a certain device by identity, and I can pin it. To only talk to other or users devices. or applications, and you can do that devices, users, user or applications, yeah, or it's, applications. It's, it's, I look at this like a yeah, oh, I, I users like too. A triangle. It's just like trifecta, right? So users, devices, applications, and then within that triangle, you have all these lines of things talking to each other. There, we can secure every single channel between user, device, and application with granularity within that triangle. That's the visualization. All right, so effectively what you could do and you're doing this at the network control layer at the edge right so that traffic won't even it won't at, even at get the there. edge 
Exactly. It at, won't at be the allowed edge to network. Program, so the moment correct? the traffic hits that first edge switch, that ingress point, it's being secured. It doesn't have to go anywhere else. It's the most efficient way to apply security right at the edge. You know, it it really sounds to me a lot like the original controls they put in Unix um, when Unix was running on just one machine, right? Where, hey, I've got identity. I'm only allowed access to certain programs, certain data, and, and certain directories, right? And a lot of times, maybe even certain amount of processing power. I had quotas and, and also, but you guys have done this at the network, which says that when I come in my identity, I come in as Darren, you guys could really pin me to Darren gets to run three applications on these three machines and that's it. Yeah, that's Darren, do you know why we have to do it at the network layer and not at the application layer? It's because not all these, okay, first of all, we have users that might be on Macs and laptops and things like that. You can put a user agent, but what about all the, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of devices in your network that you can't put an agent on, that you can't modify. They have embedded operating systems, cameras, badge readers, people. Oh, especially OT, the OT yeah, side. Yeah, it can't happen at this. the device itself. It's got to be yeah. right where it comes into the network. I, I love your guys' approach because what you did was you destroyed, what, four layers of the network <laughs> stack. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we, you did, you did. Yeah. You, you said I, you, what you're saying is they're still important, but I'm going to secure it. Not at the top of the stack. I'm yeah. Th secure it down low. Um, and yeah, and you guys, you're yeah, doing it at level two, there, right? There's still an, a use and a, a, there's still a requirement for firewalls at the layer three boundary or at the edge of the network. That's, that's always going to be there. But, well, but there's yeah, a better of course, way, yeah. a more efficient way to do it at the edge of the network for that lateral east-west within VLANs or cross VLANs or cross BRFs. And we can also do the uh, the north-south piece of it. But yeah, it's it's we have really made some of these legacy mechanisms to be really deprecated at this point. I'm... Let's dig into OT. All right, because I want to because this is this is a big, huge thing I'm, I'm dealing with right now with a lot of my customers. I am very worried about OT security because OT security has an impact on functional safety and, yeah. and safety of the real world. So I know, Dan, this is a sweet spot for you, too. So help me understand how I can leverage your guys's approach and your guys' um, solution stack in an OT network because there's a lot of caution or caution around okay. OT. So how does this help me even more in the OT Yeah, side? so the, the 10 second, the, the classic thing you hear kind of almost every time people talk about IT versus OT is that the, the, the fundamental difference of what we're trying to accomplish. If I'm thinking IT, I'm thinking security, I'm thinking integrity, confidentiality, I'm, I'm thinking I wanna protect what I have. Availability is there too, and we've kind of solved that in different ways, but the focus. Yeah, yeah, we just exactly. spin up yeah, a new just... instance. If if we're intruded on, we quarantine, yeah. spin up a new yeah, instance. It's very easy to rinse and replace. Place. It's very easy to just blow things away like it's not a big deal. With OT, the, the equation's flipped where the, the, the cornerstone of OT is safety. 
Now we need availability, we need integrity, we need our, our, our things to continue to function, but it's, sa it's safety not just for people, but safety for the process because the process could represent critical infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And so it's a completely different mindset. So, yeah. and, and a, a good comparison is something in IT might exist for six months or a year. Something in OT might exist for 20 years in the sense of a, a process control network. Yep, yeah, but yeah. I have run into that where I have I have a fifty year old um, controller controlling. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt it, and and they're not going to replace it, and they're probably doing kind of a, a fail till maintenance thinking in the sense of uh, that. Then that's a very yeah. common OT thing in the sense of hey, I'm just going to, and it's a very valid design where you've got people like hey, every ten years I'll maintain it or something like that, or I'll patch it every couple of years. And then you've got other ones that go even to the extreme. I will not touch that environment until something bad happens. Uh, so it's just it's com it's completely off, you know hands off until some type of failure event, and that's on purpose often enough, uh, as opposed to not. And so the intention there is just totally different end outcomes they're looking for. And so on the OT side, the idea would be essentially to make sure that that safety, which equates to restricting connectivity, restricting what, who can touch what through users we talked a second ago. And something as simple as to bring back the VLAN example, just because you're in the VLAN doesn't mean a, an RTU and uh, you know another RTU or a sensor or uh, some HMI or a DCS that might be one switch over, doesn't mean they have to talk to each other. They should, there may be no valid business case for them to be talking. And the, the crux of the legacy design is that, well, I put them on the same VLAN. There's no way for me to stop that unless I go really far into the toolbox and start doing vacuoles or some goofy stuff like that, uh, which is just exactly. Then it becomes rigid, rigid hard and demand, hard to manage. Who the heck understands how it's configured? Right. So so with this, um, we, we talked a little bit about also um, my, my concern is identity. You showed me that I can actually group things together or put attributes sure. on assets and set up policies based off of um, those attributes yep. as well or those groups. So what that means, instead of saying I have to go through every single device and say these devices can talk to um, this um, controller, this aggregation switch, whatever the case may be, or aggregation data point, um, I can say, hey, all these devices are sensors. They can all talk to this aggregation um, data that's aggregating all data sensor, but no one else can talk to it. So instead of having to go um, item by item and say, I, this can talk to only this, I can group things together and have policies we, we, based on We that. think people are going to do that more often than not in the mm -hmm. sense the idea of us walking into a refinery or into manufacturing or into some type of transit authority or something like that and say, hey, let's go down to the bone and let's make everything very exact. That's just that's not real world. And so we've designed our solution to be incredibly crawl walk right. meaning that, hey, I just want to group all my processes and they can only communicate north, south, no more east, west, mm -hmm. something as simple as that. Or, hey, my line managers, they can they can communicate to the the six or seven types of things that they should huge broad brush here and then my actual operators who actually you know ssh or terminal into devices and actually modify plcs live well they can hit the plcs they can hit the rtus but nobody else can something as simple as that where you might have two or three policies for an entire plan wow. but you just took your attack surface from sixty-five thousand potential attack at, at you know yeah. ports for example down to two yeah. or three yeah. And so huge, huge change, huge, uh, vastly quickly. Yeah. 
So, so this, this really turns the OT network on its ear because right now what people do is they air gap yep, their OT often. networks. As they go down the deck. Yep. yep. As they go down and then they say, that's how I'm protecting it. So they don't even use VLANs. Yep. They use LANs. <laughs> and they say, uh, you know, no traffic can leave this little thing. But with this stuff, you can control the, the east-west traffic and the north-south independent of each other and be very ex explicit and not worry about the topology of the network itself, which I think is is valuable uh, because how many times I've even seen this on on um, naval ships where, hey, a, a captain needs some information from one network to the other that are air gapped. And guess what happens? They put yeah. a jumper cable yeah. between the two switches. Yeah, there goes security out the window. That's that and user. All, yeah. trust them. Security yeah, out the window. So. Right. And and then and then the one sail, sailor that did that, you know, gets sick or, you know, something happens where he's and no one knows that it's happened and now you're running unsecure. With this, I have visibility, I have control, and I love the rapid time to value and intuitive effective approach. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, we think so as well. What you guys just, just described was the whole concept behind identity-based security. And so what that means to us at Elicity is about leveraging dynamically learned and updated attributes of all the assets in, in your network and, and using that as policy match criteria, using those attributes that we dynamically learn and inventory as part of your policy match criteria. So as, you, as Dan said, you can make super granular policies saying, I want all Siemens PLCs to do this or that or have access to this or that. And I want all of these other types of community sensors to do something else and have access to something else based off of the, the, the model name, the, the vendor, the, the, the device behavior, whatever it might be, but not based off these rigid constructs like IP addresses and VLANs that don't tell us anything and are only valid for like an, an assigned at, for a point of time, right? Yeah. It, it, it yeah. just means that this policy can dynamically update and change if the asset has also changed. So it allows us to bring continuous verification into this environment as well. Oh, I see another great use case for this. This happens a lot in OT networks. I have a vendor that has to do an update on my, on my device. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? I let them into my network for a short yep. period of time. Yep. And guess what? They have access to my whole network. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. It's, once uh, you're in, you're in. So with this, I can say, I'm giving it to you for 12 hours. Exactly. Access to this device. And that's it. That's all you get access to. Yeah. Oh, you I, can even further say, hey, I'm giving you to it for 12 hours. Here's the port combination you can communicate on. Here's the three things it. you're allowed to touch. And at the end of the 12 hours, the, the, the contractor example is just, there's so many numerous examples there. Mm -hmm. But put it simply is that they walk into the door and they have whatever you know depending on where you throw them which you often have to throw them close to the bottom uh because that's where their their stuff is sitting they could have access to you know a thousand things when they might only need access to two yep. and so it, it's just a, it's a different game when you can restrict them to those two things and to three ports and say you know here's the here's the two touch points you can have and nothing more all right so if my listeners want to find out more they just go to elicity.com 
Is that where they start? Yep. Reach out to you guys. How do, how do we get them and in, uh, you know information? Yeah, we have a ton of resources on our website, elysi.com. And if you click at the top, there's a resources button. We have videos and white papers. And I'm on the, on the technical marketing side. So you can go and read all my documents and really understand how the solution works and how it would be applied uh, in your network. And, and you'll see how quickly you can get this up and running and seeing that value within a week. Oh, that's pretty cool. And Dan, I know we're going to have more conversation about the OT side. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally I'm working on something uh, right now called hardened OT managed security, of which I've already put you guys in the architecture <laughs> uh, for my identity based security um, at the network side. So cool. um, I I love your guys' approach. I think it's pretty clever and simple. Which which to me those are those are the best solutions. Absolutely, definitely. Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.